you. Amen. Very soon, son, your normal Sunday services will be like conference. It won't be long. Because I'm seeing tremendous growth and addition in this house. In Jesus' name. You believe that? Say amen. All right, you may be seated. Don't worry, I won't keep you long. You've had enough for, for, for a while. That is, if you buy, I don't know if your sister needs CDs, this is sell CDs. Just buy them. Look for the messages. Go to the wall of um, the church, the bookstore. Get those words. Just hear them over and over. It's, it's a word for you for the season. Amen. Okay, the first time I, I, talk, I talked about personal enlargement, personal enlargement. That's what God gave me for this convention, one, two, and three. So this is the third part of the series on personal enlargement. God is interested in your own personal growth, spirit, soul, and body. You see, when you all grow as a, person, as a people, then the family will see expansion, the ministry will see expansion, but it starts from you. There's no expansion without you. Amen. So I told you that rising can be painful. Please just take note of these words. Some of the pains you're going through is because God is increasing you. David made a powerful statement. He said, in my distress, I was enlarged. Most times, enlargement comes with pain. The problem is that most people are not ready for the pain. They cry and say, God, stop this pain. And the compassionate God will now wait for you now to mature, to be able to stand the pain that comes with the increase. There is no increase without pain. So understand that. Number one, that rising can be painful. So if you want to rise, you must be ready to take what comes with it. Number two, process is never easy. Process. God is a God of process. God never rushes anything. It takes time to make sure things are done the way it should be done. The number three, endure hardness. Be strong. Hardness makes you strong. Tough times don't come to kill you. They come to make you strong, to get you ready for the greater days you have ahead of you. Amen. There's always a blessing, remember, at the end of your endurance. There's always a blessing at the end of your endurance. How, how, how did David grow? It was with Goliath. The whole nation were running from Goliath. But God had prepared Goliath to be the pathway for David to grow and to come out of obscurity into national prominence. That was his own pathway to glory. And you know how he suffered all through with Saul trying to kill him? But he kept pushing. He kept running. He kept praying. He kept loving and respecting the man Saul that was after him. He knew he was anointed and never took him like a man. He respected him even when he was out to kill him. But eventually he took his place. I don't care how long it will take. You will take your place. So for today, let's look at Genesis 28 from verse 20 to 22. 
And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this that I go, in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be, a, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Wow. This is a prayer of a man who was, who was running for his life. You know, suddenly he found himself away out of the comfort of his home. Out of the comfort of his environment that he was used to. You know, it's, it, you think it's easy for, for your pastor to leave Nigeria and come to South Africa. No, it's not that easy. It's not easy for my wife to leave Kenya and come to Nigeria. These are very strong moments in the life of any human being. When you're, when you're about to depart from the familiar to the unfamiliar. But that's what I tell you. At times, growth comes with pain. Enlargement comes with pain. Anytime God wants to disturb your comfort, it means he wants to enlarge you. Oh, I didn't hear somebody say amen there. And... Uh, You know the story about Jacob and his brother Esau and how they did everything and now Esau was annoyed. Esau felt that this, my brother has taken my birthright, he's taken my blessing, now he's away. So he finds himself in a, in a, in a totally strange moment. But he did not know that was God's plan to enlarge him. I told you that rising can be painful. And then he comes and, and he, he never used to sleep with the, with the pillow as a stone. He had never, he was, I'm sure he was comfortable in his own. But he found himself using the stone as a, peel, as a pillow. That is the height of it. But you know, in that pain, God came, but he didn't know it was God until after God had left Say God was here, I did not know. Anyway, he now dedicates his future to God. And he says to God, I don't even know what's going on with me. I, I, just, I, just, I just pray that you will help me with food to eat and clothes to wear. Now, he did not know he had a great future, like many of you here. I'm sure while he was praying, he was looking at that stone. If I can use a stone as a pillow, I don't think I have a future. Don't let where you are now fool you. You may be in a, in a small, dingy room. You may have nothing. You know, when I was growing up in church, in those days in Christ's chapel, a young believer of about 20-something years, you know, I used to see people, when they say, ah, we need money, and I used to see people stand up, and they come to the front, and I say, wow, will I ever be able to have money to give to God? Because I was a youth copper. So I didn't see any future. I wasn't sure how it would pan out, how would all these things pan out, like some of you here. 
But I came to tell you something. Relax. God has got you all sorted. Oh, I wish somebody heard what I said. Be at peace. Your future will be stronger than now. I wish I had somebody who tell me this then. I didn't see anything. How? What will happen? What is next? He didn't say, God, make me rich. He said, God, I pray. Just make sure there's food for me to eat and I can be able to change my clothes. He wasn't asking for any car. He wasn't asking for any mansion. He wasn't asking for anything. He said, God, just help me. I'm, I'm moving on to entirely new territory. Like some of you look at yourself today and you say, well, Satan tells you, this is it. No. If you're still at nothing, if you're still at zero, don't forget God starts with zero. You are still in line. God is just beginning with you. If you believe that God is just beginning with you, shout amen. He never, he never, starts anything without finishing it. You're a, you're a finished product, only you don't know how you will be. He said, let he who has begun this good work in you, he will finish it. Ah, he will finish it. Then he finds himself in the house of, you know the story. <laughs> he finds himself in his mother's brother's place, Laban. <laughs> Jacob was a con man, but his uncle was a bigger con. <laughs> the man dealt with him. Everything he labored for. Remember when he said, when he saw the two daughters, the first one was ugly, the younger one was pretty. And the man said, I, I want you, I want the pretty one. You know, that's, that's how all of us are. We want the pretty life. He said, I, I want to start with your pretty daughter. Now look at the, look at the father here. Now, in the, in the Bible days, their culture is that the older gets married first. But at, in this case, the older was ugly. The younger was pretty. So, Jacob being a corn man, looks at both of them. <laughs> and goes to the father and says, I want the younger one. I want the pretty one. The father didn't say no. He said, no problem. Work for seven years. <laughs> so he labored so hard with, the, with, with something in mind. At the end of the seven years, this fine girl will be mine. So this labor is worth it. It's always good to work with something in mind. In fact, we work better with something in mind. Knowing that at the end of the day, you will smile. But you see, in our work with God, just know that wherever you are, is beautiful. And at the end of it all, even when trouble shows up, something is behind it. 
So after seven years, Jacob goes for the fine girl. The father swaps him. Now, what I don't know is how he did not know until the next morning. I don't know what happened. Because when he saw the other one, he thought that was what he worked for. And he was still happy. Went home and slept with her. It was until morning. <laughs> he found out he was given the wrong one. But that's how God is. God, if God is with you, your beginning must be ugly. See me, yeah? It's better to struggle as a young man. It's better to have nothing as a young man. It's terrible to have plenty in the beginning and end up with nothing at the end. That's a lesson for all of us. If your life is ugly now, it's fine. God starts life with everyone he has business with, with the ugly one. God gives you Leah. I tell young pastors under me, I say, listen, it's okay for nobody to be in your church. Your Leah days are very important. You know, when even there are few people there, you hate them. <laughs> you hate your sound. You hate, you hate everything about your church. And I say, God, you really call me? You start with the ugly one. We all want to start with the pretty one. Representing the pretty life. We want everything to be in place. Now, after seven years, the father said, well, he swapped it. He said, daddy, you, you, you cheated. me." said, well, it's okay, but work another seven years. And he didn't mind. He did another seven years and eventually got what he wanted. But you know what? When he was about to die, when he was about to die, I said, bury me next to Leah. Now, he had lived with Leah. He had lived with Rachel. Leah was ugly. Rachel was pretty. He wanted a pretty one. But at the end of having lived with both of them, what did he say? Bury me next to Leah. Bury me next to the one I didn't want. Because he understood that his life was made while he was with Leah. Anything that God uses to make you is very important. You may hate it, but God knows and gives it to you because he has interest in you. You must end well. You know, so he's been there for 20 years and God has tremendously increased him. He has enlarged him. Hello? If you're serving God, he must bless you. Don't, don't look for blessing. Look for him. He knows when to bring the money. He knows when to arrange everything. He's a perfect God. Don't be in a hurry to uh, beat your neighbor. Don't compete with anybody. Just keep loving people. Keep loving God. Keep loving everything about God. Keep being a blessing. By the time your time comes, 
Ah, let the devil stand in front of your gate. You will walk out and tell him, get thee behind me. The most dangerous man is a man whose time has come. If your time has come, no ancestral power can stop you. If your time has come, no curse, no wickedness Hallelujah. will stop you. I'm here to tell somebody yes, about the Spirit of God in me. I see many of you, your time has come. Yes, sir. Tell your neighbor, don't be envious, it's just my time. That's all. It's not that I'm better yes, than anybody. It's yes, just sir. that my time has yes, come. Sir. God has just looked, more, looked on my way. He has just looked on my Hallelujah. face. He's just looked at me because he God. knows what I have been through. Yes, sir. Please, respect any man God has blessed. That's right. I don't mean people who, are, who made money, who went drugs or something and repent and then come into God with 50 million no, I mean people who had nothing. The ones God raised. When God raised you, there's no pride with it. There's nothing with it. You know that you can't get anything except if they're given to you. When you see a proud man, leave him alone. He hasn't lent. Because he will yet fall before he lends. Whenever you sense pride anywhere, just run. God is far from a proud person. Shock people. <laughs> Let people not know who you are until they get close to you. Let them think you have nothing. That's okay. You don't have to borrow to improve or to show or to prove anything. You don't have to borrow a car to come to church. You don't have to borrow gold to come to church. You don't have to borrow anything. Just come the way you are. When your time comes. You know, Queen of Sheba heard so much about Solomon. But when she finally saw Solomon, she said, See, what I heard are nothing compared to what I see. Let that be your key. Don't let people when they see you say, ah, I expected more. In spite of being cheated, he kept serving. And God blessed him. And then God remembered him. He thought that was where he would die. Now listen, this is heavy. That Jacob did not know he was Israel. Because he was hearing the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. No Israel there. He heard his father's prayer. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We know Abraham. We know Isaac. Where is Jacob? <laughs> you don't know who you are. You think you're Jacob? No, you are, you are, you are Israel. But you see, for Israel to come out, <laughs> Jacob has to suffer. say there are billionaires here. You don't know you are the one. 
Because you are Jacob. You don't know you are Israel. The one that will have a covenant with God is Israel. But where is Israel? Even the angels were confused. Baba God, where is Israel? By now, Israel should have shown up, but we've not seen Israel. Do you mean Israel has not been born? The angels were confused. But they did not know that in Jacob was Israel. Like a woman in labor. Madaboshaya. The woman in labor. You don't see the baby. You don't see. All the troubles Jacob went through was because of Israel. All the trouble you're going through is because of who you are. Who you are is not what we see. We've not yet seen you. So don't die before you show up. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I will not die. No. You've not seen me. Is it, is it Joshua 6.22? I'm not too sure. Just, just put that scripture. Let me see. I'm not sure it's 6.22. But let me just see if it is. I don't know if it is. Just put it for me. Let me, let me check. Something just came to my mind. You don't know who you are. May God help us to be patient when nothing is working. Yes, sir. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, I learn to be patient when everything around you fails. You don't know me. I'm still evolving. Never call anybody a failure. Because you have no idea what tomorrow will bring. Just, don't just be satisfied or judge anybody as long as Jacob is still there. Oh, don't mind him. He's a trickster. He's a con man. He's a, he's a con man. He's a con man. We have no business with him. He's a, he's a wicked man. He's a trickster. Take it in the name of Jesus. May God keep you. Yes. This is life. Why do you think people kill themselves? They kill themselves when they think. That's it. They kill themselves when they think there's nothing more. I've, I've done everything. That's why the Bible says, having done all to stand and nothing is happening, stand. Because while you stand, something will manifest. Help me tell your neighbor, there is an Israel in you. There's an Israel. Yeah, that's, that's the right thing. It just came to me now. And it's for somebody. He says, but Joshua said to the two men that had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house. <laughs> Everybody knew Rahab as a harlot. 
He said, enter the harlot's house, but don't bring out the harlot. Enter the harlot's house and bring out the woman. Whenever you see a harlot standing on the streets, I beg you to see the woman. There is a woman that harlot has sat over. And when the power of God shows up, the harlot will leave. And the woman will stand. The last time you knew her, she may have been a harlot. But when next you see her, she may be a woman of God. There is something inside of you that is too strong. So, we are about to see Israel. Jacob did not even know. Jacob did not know. I said, God, why do you do this to us? Why, why, do, you, why do you let us go through so much? Do you know what it means to walk for 14 years just to get what you want? Hard labor. All in a beat to push out Israel. It's not time to go home. God remembers the covenant. But look at what he's going home with. God has blessed this man. You see, he walked into Laban's house with nothing. But he's living with men servants, women servants, with cows, with asses, with goats, with sheep. He had a company. He had a company. Keep working with God. Very soon you have a company. That, that clap is so faint and so confusing. No? You should clap well. Clap well because your future is strong. Tell your neighbor, I don't know, I don't care what I'm going Hallelujah. through. My future is strong. Yes, sir. It is strong. Yes, sir. Be bold about your life. Be bold about your life. You are the center of God's will. He doesn't have the power to leave you. Are you hearing me? He said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. I don't care how much pain you have to go through. God is with you. Everything is working towards your personal enlargement. Oh, let me ask you a question. Do you want to die like this? I said, do you want to die like this? Then stop complaining. Stop complaining. God wants Israel out. And for Israel to come out, men, it will be through much trouble. You see, the first time he made, his, made the food and served the father, he lied. When the father said, what's your name? He said, is that Esau? I said, I'm Esau. So he rode on a lie. All through the years he was in Laban's house, he was standing on a lie. And you see, lies have a, an expiry date. Never stand on a lie. It will fail you. But because God was involved, before the lie failed him, God had to move him out to make him pass the test. You didn't hear what I said. Then, he says, it's time to go, sir. And Laban releases him with all his company. 
And now, on his way back, reality dawns on him. Oh, I hurt someone before I left 20 years ago. His name is Esau. He began to send presents. When you go home, read the whole story in the, from, from the next two chapters. Time will let me just go through it. But he led the festive, said, Go and appease my brother. <laughs> While he was with Laban, God was still with his brother. So when, when, when Esau saw all the things, he said, Go and tell him that God has also blessed me. <laughs> Listen to me. God can bless your enemies. <laughs> I know you want them to die. But because they are your enemies, don't make them enemies of God. So let them leave. <laughs> that your enemy could be the next evangelist. The one you're praying to, for God to kill. The one that has truly hurt you. Maybe God's next miracle. So stop praying for him to die. Just take your eyes off him. Leave him in the hand of God. And have your peace. There's nothing as terrible as seeing your enemy grow bigger. <laughs> because you're fasting and wanting your enemy to die. The more you fast, the fatter he gets. And when you see him enjoying himself, you are dying. And it's worse when he comes to greet you and hug you. Have you ever had your enemy come to hug you? Because he doesn't know. He doesn't know he's your enemy. You are the one killing yourself. And he comes and says, hey, my brother, how are you doing? You say, oh, my God. And he's smelling so good. Oh, my God, this guy is still doing well. Let him go. He will do better. Just face, face your own. Are you hearing me? There is a plan for you. I wish you can hear my... I said, there is a plan for you. The worst thing you can do to yourself is to hate anyone. Hate never helps. Never. Nothing is done by hate. Nothing succeeds by hate. So drop the hate and put on love. Love is not love until you love your enemies. Don't boast when you love those that love you back. No, boast when you love your haters. That's the way of God. I tell people, use love to destroy your enemies. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Go buy them beautiful gifts. And send to them. Imagine how they feel when they untie or unwrap the gift. You mean this gift came from who? Attack your enemies with love. God, please go. Go and appease Esau. I took his place. I stole from him. He's coming. Now watch this. I'm going to end in a few minutes. Watch this. He had all these blessings. He had the two wives. The beautiful one he wanted. Everything was his. his everything was just fine. But there was one problem. How do I face Esau? Because my foundation is faulty. <laughs> May God fix every faulty foundation here. 
lift your hands. Many of us are victims of faulty foundations, but may God fix them. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. You know, you know that feeling when you can't even enjoy your blessing because of the foundation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, he couldn't enjoy God's blessings because his foundation was about to catch up with him. Yeah. He didn't know what to do. He said, let me. Oh, he tried to beg Esau, the worst in God. Because Esau kept coming. You see, he would have wanted to hear, Esau has accepted the gifts and he's gone back home. Then he would say, thank God. But the more he gave him gifts, the more he came. What do you think he was coming to do? He was coming to kill him. For all these years you stole my blessing. I'm revenging. I'll revenge. So he knew Esau was coming. knew Esau was coming. May God allow you to enjoy your blessings. Oh. See, it's a blessing to have money and enjoy it. Many have money, but they can't enjoy. You know why? They're standing on very faulty foundations. Please forgive me. I can't stand in one place to preach. God says, keep going. Please forgive me. I don't know why. If there's any torment around you, make it lift. Amen. You didn't say amen there. Jacob had been blessed but he couldn't enjoy his blessings because of his foundation he tried to fix it you can't fix it, only God can yeah. oh Jesus hear me I, wa I want people to hear me this morning I, uh, uh, oh Jesus be loose in the name of Jesus oh God think about Zion you can't fix the evil because you don't even know how it came. You don't know what your fathers did. You don't know. When you start, only God can fix it. Yeah. And he will. In fact, he is. He is fixing every evil foundation that's been plaguing you for so many years. So many years. Oh, Jesus. It's a blessing to be blessed and then you enjoy your blessing. Trust me, many billionaires and trillionaires are so blessed but they can't enjoy their blessing. And all that Jacob was looking for was, I want to be able to enjoy my blessings. But he could not as long as Esau was coming. Please hear me. He wanted to enjoy it but Esau was coming. He was sending to appease him. He wanted to hear. Esau has accepted. Esau is okay. Esau has gone home. Then he would say, thank you, Lord. But that wasn't his destiny. His destiny was bigger than that. It was about, his destiny was about the death of Jacob. He was thinking about how Jacob would live. 
Jacob wanted to leave. God wanted him to die. And he said, the only way I can leave is when Esau is happy. His own mathematics. The only time I can enjoy my blessings is when my brother is happy with me. When he's no longer coming to avenge for what I stole. So he was making plans and praying for his own leaving. While God was looking and saying, no, this Jacob must die. Hear me. Esau was coming. And God knew, man, if Esau meets Jacob, he's a dead man. What will God do? God said to him, remove everything with you. Until the Bible said Jacob was left alone. Don't be afraid of being left alone. Don't be afraid because the presence of some people in your lives may be hindering something important. And when you've done everything and they want to go, let them go. Are you hearing me? When your husband tells you, honey, I think it's over. And you know you've done everything you need to do. And he still tells you it's over. Let him go. When a pastor that's been ordained by his pastor wakes up one morning and says, God spoke to me. I got to go. Let her go. Let him go. God will never bless you with people that have left you. Jacob was left alone. And the moment he was left alone, an angel came. What did the angel come to do? He didn't come to feed him like Elijah. <laughs> he came to fight him. Mabarosha. What will you do when God fights you? What will you do when God says, I'm going to fight you? Jacob, you're my enemy. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. You must die, Jacob. The angel didn't come to help him. He came to fight him. They wrestled all night. Jacob was too strong. And the angel saw that money was coming. And money should not find him here. He had to do something. He had to break his spine. And gave him a limp. The safest people to walk with are those that have a limp. Fear men who walked off. Love men who limp. Because that limp reminds them of an encounter. Oh, didn't hear what I said. Men with limp will never betray you. Men with limp will not sell you. Men who limp will not gossip about you. Are you hearing me? Men will limp will serve you until you beg them to leave. Then the angel on his way out said, Guy, let's finish this business. What is your name? For the first time, you see, you see, Ahasha, in, in repairing his evil foundation, it had to start with the truth. There was nothing he could do with a lie. God cannot bless a lie. Each time God wants to bless you, he sees the lie, he holds back his blessing. He said, let somebody remove that lie. 
That was what happened to David and Jacob at that time. What is your name? If he said Esau again, he would have failed. For the first time, what is your name? He said, Jacob, wow. He said, now. Okay. He said, now. You are no more Jacob. Ayah. You are now Israel. Ayah. For you shall have power with God and with man. We see the death of Jacob and the birth of Israel. That was when the angels began to rejoice. Wow! This is Israel. The whole world has been waiting for this Israel. But Jacob sat on it. Thank God that Jacob has died. And now we have Israel. And next few minutes, who showed up? Esau. Thank God. The master planner made sure Jacob that he was looking for died the night before. And the person that Esau saw was not Jacob. Hallelujah. Who he saw was Israel. Yes, sir. And when he saw Israel, there's nothing Esau can do to Israel. That's what I tell people. If you're Israel, if you're righteous, if you're born again, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, no devil can hit you. If Jesus is your Lord and Savior, no Sangoma will touch you. If Jesus is your Lord and Savior, no conspiracy will succeed. No darkness. The Bible says, it says, it says, darkness cannot comprehend light. The light shines. When the light shines, no darkness can see him. You are bigger than your sangomas. Stop fearing them. Stop being afraid of people who want to threaten you. Who tell you, I will destroy you. No weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. What did Esau do? When Esau saw Israel, he embraced him. That is a large man. Israel is a large Jacob. And that was how Israel came on the scene. And once he arrived on the scene, everything changed. God's covenant kicked in. And from that time until his death, each time he walked in the spirit, it was Israel. When he walked in the flesh, it was Jacob. When there was the end of his life, the Bible said Jacob summoned all his children so they can hear what Israel had to say. Israel prophesied over all his kids, set the future for them, and went home. Stand up, everybody. To some of you, your enlargement has begun. But don't forget, don't forget, there is a purpose for every enlargement. God never enlarges you just to be happy. No. It comes with some responsibilities. Joseph was so enlarged. He said to his father, I want you to guys come and see my glory. But understand why God has lifted me. It's for you. 
is for me to come ahead of you and prepare your future. Don't run away from your responsibilities. When your accounts grow, when your bank accounts, when your when God maximize, when God multiplies you, don't become a wise man. Remember where you're coming from. You will never, ever change. Lift your hand. 